Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I honestly think to to fuck and be good at it yeah. is harder than being good in a relationship. Agreed. Because I can't do both, babe. I can't do both. <laughs> if I'm fucking you real good, let me tell you, I'm not cooking, I'm not cleaning, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> and that's where we're at, okay? Fran, do you do a good sexy baby voice? I mean, my sexy baby voice is essentially my Julia Fox impression. You're, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. add a little more vocal fry to that? Uh, okay. Oh, baby, that's, baby. That's pretty good. And also very topical because today we are talking about the queen of baby voices, vocal fry, and social media. We are talking about Paris Hilton her impact on pop culture and the simple life. And joining us to do it is the host of Peak 2000s, Sydney Washington. Amazing, hilarious comedian. In our podcast role, she's so good at the commentary, has been on the comedy scene for quite some time, and is kind of the comedian's comedian. Like, every comedian you will ever meet, especially in the queer space, loves Sydney Washington. And we love her too, and we're so excited to deconstruct Paris Hilton today, because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Domu. And I'm Fran Torado. That's hot. That's hot. Sliving. Are you sliving, Fran? (laughs) No, absolutely not. You're not slaying and living? Never in my life would I slive. I saw two movies this week that are in contention for movie of the year. Okay, what were they, Rose? 
So the first one, which is, if I'm being honest, is what will truly win it, was Downton Abbey: A New Era. <laughs> I know you're not a, a Downton. I know you're not a Downtonista. I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to be shady about it though. Thank you. I really appreciate. I would that. never put disrespect on Downton Abbey's name. Never. It was incredible. It was so fun. I remember nothing from the first Downton Abbey movie (laughs) and did not finish the series. I fell off around season four because I'm a diehard Matthew girly. Oh, did Um, Matthew die? Real ones know. Yeah, Matthew dies at the end of season three um, right after his child is born. They're like long episodes, right? And is it like... They're they're an hour. How many episodes per season? Like 26? No, no, no. It's it's British TV, so they're always... Like, even before American TV was doing 10-episode seasons, British TV was already doing that. So they're pretty short. You can get through them very quickly. But they usually do a Christmas special. The Christmas special at the end of season two reigns supreme okay um, that's the one where mary and matthew finally get together and i do watch it every christmas love but the movie was so good so fun the girls were girling there was gay stuff gay there was stuff. a trip to the french riviera also gay i screamed several times <laughs> and then the other film i saw that could be movie of the year is top gun maverick um, it's a kind of similar situation <laughs> in that I was missing crucial info about the source material, but it was a more glaring hole because I have never seen the original Top Gun. Right. But we were together the night before at our friend Lala's and we put on the original Top Gun and Lala fast forwarded through, I would say, 99.9% of it. <laughs> so we could watch cumulatively about two minutes of, of clips. The gayest of, scenes. The gayest yeah, the scenes. gayest scenes. So like the... The, the volleyball, um, volleyball scene. scene, which there is a callback to in the sequel, Ooh. but but they play football and it's it's as if there is a watermark across the film that says no homo on it. No, um, <laughs> no homo um, filmed by Bruce Weber. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was so fun. The action was really good. Tom Cruise was amazing. Jennifer Connelly's hair was disgusting. It was like the highlights were awful and there were these huge barrel curls. It was just not right. But everyone in it was really hot and it did not matter at all that I did not know what happened in the first one. Okay, I feel like this is a question for heterosexual culture, so I don't know why I'm asking it. But like, I don't understand what the hype around this movie is because Top Gun is like everyone's favorite movie. And I have no doubt that it's a good movie, but I just, every time I try and watch it, I can't really latch on. And everyone's saying this sequel is phenomenal. So like, I kind of, I kind of want to go watch it just to hop on. But like when Lala gave us her famed, you know, abridged version of the movie, um, I, I just like, I was like, no, I, I still don't know if this is for me. It's super fun. I don't think you specifically need to see it in theaters, but I think six months from now, watch it on a plane. You'll have a great time. Okay, yeah, it's a plane movie. It's a yes. plane movie. Yeah, it's okay, li- okay. well, it's literally a movie about planes. Of um, course, oh, right, 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 right. Would, would be perfect <laughs> to watch on a flight. You know, I, I must call you in. I must call you in. You've named two movies that were contenders for movie of the year. And yet we saw another movie together this week that you did not include. And that is 
Fire Island, which oh, is coming oh out on June 3rd. You're right in that I did not name that as movie of the year I because wonder. I was going to call it movie of the summer, of which the is century. a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, of the millennium. <laughs> of the millennium. Joel Kim Booster is sitting at home right now uh, listening to this podcast in the shower. Uh, you, uh, you look so hot right now, Joel. Uh, it's fine because Tom Cruise is actually in the shower with Joel sucking him off. <laughs> Not this fan fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes, Fran and I had the extreme privilege and pleasure of going to a special advanced screening of Fire Island <sighs> last week at the Directors Guild of America. In a very large theater filled with faggots. Filled with gays. We were not sure we were at the location, and then we saw <laughs> a couple Miss Honeys strutting across Sunset and knew we were in the right place. But we saw the film, and it was, I think, the first time the cast had seen it in a theater full of people. Which was another privilege. Yes. It was and amazing also, to watch the, yeah, the cast was there. It was great to see, you know, the girls, Joel, Matt, Bowen. Fran did not know that it's um, a Pride and Prejudice adaptation. No, uh, I did. Maybe, I did. I did. But maybe the virgins do. Um, Fire Island is, is um, you know, a, a new take on Pride and Prejudice written by Joel Kim Booster, who also plays the lead. He and his group of, you know, good Judies go to Fire Island every summer to stay with their, you know, mother figure played by Margaret Cho. And there's a lot of, you know, rom-com shenanigans it was delish, and I, you know, I, I did know it was a Pride and Prejudice adaptation, but I had not revisited Pride and Prejudice, the movie, in, like, I see, I see. eons, eons. So I couldn't really remember any of the different characters, and I actually need to watch the Kira version tonight, TBH. But I have to say, down the line, Joel, a leading man. I so, was such a, swept such away. A sexy, charismatic leading man had amazing chemistry with his co-star who is the guy from how to get away with murder um, but also a flawed character a character yes. that you kind of see flaws in and you're not sure if they're going to be reconciled and then they're they come to fruition in a really beautiful way then bowen was Bowen's, phenomenal bowen was bowen is going to be a movie star they're bowen, all gonna be movie they're stars. all they're all gonna be movie stars but Bo- i i was so moved by bowen's performance he was funny he was so vulnerable his scenes were definitely some of the more emotional ones. He and Joel, their their real life friendship translated so well into their on screen relationship. Oh, um, and then Matt Rogers, friend of this podcast, who was on last week. If you haven't listened, please go do. Um, I, like stole every scene he was in. Chewed. I mean, did not did not miss a moment to. Make every line count. Make get every laugh. He was so funny, and Matt's scene partner Tomas Matos was just like so fun. They were these the kind of two like gay idiots that are like always in your friend group. Obviously, Margaret Cho was phenomenal. I wish that I had like a matriarch of my Fire Island house like her. The villain of this movie, hilarious, is exactly she the tore. villain. Exactly the villain you want out of a movie called Fire Island. Like, that was so well done. And then, honestly, James Scully, the heartthrob of the movie, and Bowen's kind of romantic interest, 
plays this character that, like, on paper is someone that, like, I don't want to fuck with. Like, someone who is emotionally manipulating me or taking me for granted or I have so many reasons to hate this character. And James forces you to fall in love with this person with his gooey puppy dog eyes. I mean, speaking of heartthrobs, Conrad Ricamora, who plays oh. Joel's love interest, I thought was an excellent Mr. Darcy. Um, so you know, very, good. Very cold, but, you know, his scenes with Joel, especially there's one scene where they're dancing together at the underwear party, which is, like, very hot. And this movie does the thing that I was the most interested to see how the movie would do, which was capture the essence of Fire Island as a place and mm-hmm. make it into a character in in and of itself like I don't think you can call a movie Fire Island unless you really feel the presence of the location and as people who have spent a lot of time there I think like we can comfortably say that Joel and the director did such an amazing job of letting people who have been in that space like feel like they're in on the joke and like they're seeing like a real version of what that place is like and also I think capturing it in a way that people who have never been there will will very much get the vibe. Yeah, and like, uh, you know, if I didn't know anybody in this movie, like, I would probably look at the Fire Island promo and be like, a whole movie about Fire Island, like, there's no way I can trust that this is going to be done in a way that I'm going to enjoy, to be honest. But like, this movie perfectly encapsulates the fact that there are two different kinds of trips you can have on the island. And one of them is filled with, you know, whiteness and body fascism and elitism and like really toxic standards of like how you fuck people and stuff like that and then the other is like you know nice dinner around like a a cozy little environment where women are present (laughs) you know like uh, god forbid like you know i went to high tops after the screening to chat with like Joel and Bowen and Matt and like all the folks that had gone after. And we were talking about that kind of just like bizarre thing that happens on the Island where we all just become worm brained and like fixated on like fucking for no reason. And it's kind of like a, it creates this really like hideous kind of mindset. Um, and I, I feel like, um, when I, every time I've gone to Fire Island, I've gone with all of my faggot friends. We like go in heels, like gender nonconforming swimsuits. And like, we like kind of, you know, break our way into like grinder parties and like places we don't really want to be in, but it's fun to just go and take up space, even if we don't belong. And I, I never really thought that I personally was going to be represented by this movie. And I really did feel that. Also, complete side note, High Tops has amazing food. I I cannot stress enough that High Tops in West Hollywood has hand-dipped corn dogs, trays of nachos that could feed this country, a kale Caesar salad that has Marcona almonds, which is the most expensive almond that money can buy, Rose. Amazing. It is excellent cannot, food. Cannot wait for the Fire Island sequel, West Hollywood, in which High <laughs> Tops um, is, is prominently a, a prominent location. You know, I think we still don't know what the song in the summer is going to be, but one contender is definitely the new Rina Sawayama song, This Hell, which is like country vibes. Joanne goes to the underworld. Joanne um, goes to the underworld. That's a really good sell. Yes. Oh, also, Drag Race. 
Fran and I watched it together on Friday, which I think will be the last time we watch it together for a uh, while because she's about to go to New York for a month. Sad. For me, the main takeaway of this episode, even though I am enjoying this season of television, is that it's really hard to watch the judges be completely barred from making a negative critique. It is insane. It's really, really hard. They are only saying complimentary things, barely even anything that is a borderline constructive criticism. Yeah, and I just like... And I get it. I get it. It's an all-winner season. I'm sure it was part of why these queens even said yes, is they were told that they would not be dragged for their performance. Yeah. But it is... It just feels like so dissonant because some people are not performing well. Yeah, some people aren't. And, like, I, you know, I don't need to see these girls get taken down. I just want to hear the judges say what's on their mind. And I feel like you can give a negative critique while still being constructive. But honestly, I need to get on the Reddit boards because I feel like it must have taken a lot to convince the judges that they're not allowed to make negative critiques. Like, that's insane! Well, you have fun on the Drag Race Reddit boards. That's <laughs> a place I would truly rather die than I'm, go. I'm really, to be honest, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to make Justin do it. Our, our, our friend Justin really is the Reddit board queen and, and he'll fetch information and bring it back to me. Um, but speaking of conspiracy theories, I finished the new season of Stranger Things this Finished. weekend. Finish? Yeah, well, okay, How well, many hours of no, viewing no, no. is that? It's, it's because I had watched the first four episodes like three months ago. Oh, got um, it, Because I had access to them at work, obviously. And very fun season. I do, like, I get splitting them and the need for a cliffhanger. Um, but it's still just like... It, the end of the season did feel like, oh no, I wanted one. I wanted one more. I wanted a little bit more wrapping up than what we got. But we only have to wait until July, I think, for part two of season four. Also, Fran hasn't gotten there yet. You've only watched the first two episodes, but yes. Um, but well, you at least know that in the first episode, Max is listening to Kate Bush. Yes, so, Kate, is, does the Kate Bush moment return? Oh, honey, do oh, not spoil a baby. This is a spoiler-free conversation. Spoiler-free conversation. But I will just say this: Kate Bush is so powerful. And this is something we have always known to be true, and it is amazing to see it confirmed on on television. It's so boring to, like, talk about how good this show is, but, like, I will say that, like, I am continually blown away by how cinematic and, like, the theatrical quality that every single episode brings. This season is really scary, though. Like it's not, it's not scary. Okay, okay, babe. But our th- in terms of if, if the if, if the virgins can take uh, I, into I, account I, our I thresholds, not, I have not found it yes. scary. And I think this is important context not. for the virgins. If you are a rose, Stranger Things really not that scary. But if you're a Fran and your threshold of scariness is maybe slightly lower, if not a lot lower. I will say that this is a really, really graphic, spooky, spooky season. I, I mean, like uh, every season There's, is there are, are definitely there are thrills and chills, and all of the, every season brings thrills and chills. But for some reason, I never remember that. I always just remember like the action sequences and how like kind of yeah. heartwarming. You remember and Millie Bobby Brown's bloody nose. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, Millie is like, oh, God, her character is breaking my heart over and over again. Oh, um, I was going to say the lesbian character got a slightly slightly more lesbian haircut, which I appreciate. She did, yeah. Um, I It could be more, it could be choppier. <laughs> and did you notice that the girl that she has a crush on is Anne from Anne with an E? <laughs> Fuck off. Renew Anne with Fuck, an E. Fuck all the way off. Did you notice that there was that one cop um, in the second episode, I think, that was played by that by the guy the, from Search Party? Yes, yeah. the lead from Search I Party. Think he, I think he has been the for the whole show. Oh, he has been. He was phenomenal. I, I, I he, he fits so perfectly into like a, a, a thrills and chills genre. I yeah, love thrills him. and chills, Mama. That's what thrills. the summer is all about. Yes. Also, um, some personal news moment. Um, I recently left my job at Netflix. Um, I've been working there for a little over two years, doing LGBTQ plus audience work, and now I'm excited to just like be me full-time i guess a free agent i yeah so um you know obviously still doing this podcast but like i i think for the first time in a while am open up to a lot of new opportunities whether that's like writing for tv maybe like doing a column somewhere working on a book so i will just say that to anyone listening if you work in any of those worlds um my dms are open i'm sure you could figure out a way to email me or contact me um and feel free to do so Yes, hire Rose. Actually, hire both of us, TBH. Hire both of us, yeah. Hire both. We're writing partners. We're a package deal. Uh, you can't hire one without the other. That's how well. it goes. <laughs> You're well. like, I don't know about, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, so in case if, in case any virgin has been listening to the past, like, however, you know, 30 whatever episodes, and you've been wondering why we almost never talk about Netflix intellectual property, now you know. Um, uh, yeah, Rose, that's really it. Rose quit so that she could talk about Stranger Things on the podcast. I did. I that did. was I really it was the coming, only. And I was like, yeah, I need to. I need to get I it under to the wire. Able to freely say something nice about Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seriously, say something actually very complimentary about like how it was, it's a great season of television. Yes. Um, I just have to say, as someone who has quit their job three times in a very dramatic way, with no job to land on, to be a freelance girl, to follow your dreams and aspirations. I have never in my life regretted it. If you are sitting at home and thinking about quitting your job, do it. Like I Quit cannot your job. I cannot recommend it enough. Work sucks. Every job sucks. We were not born to work. We were born to live and being your own boss is like the only way to do life. Period. Like I I every time I've quit my job, it has been phenomenally hard. It's been difficult it's been like you know on the money level on the work ethic level on you know the mental health level in every different terrain it's really really hard but i've never regretted it and um yeah i just have to say i'm so proud of you rose and I, i i hope that you're a model uh uh for everyone else on here to 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 do the thing that you love, which is uh, never report to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> to, ne- or I could to just, never be on Slack ever again. Yes, or I could just be a model if you need me for a pride campaign. I know yeah. we're kind of getting it in at the last minute, yeah. but 
I am available. The great I, resignation has begun. I will predict for Pride, actually, that there are going to be a lot of post-Pride campaigns. Like, I think the girls are going to be launching things July 1st, and they're going to be, I think the corporations are going to be like, we celebrate Pride 365 days a year. Here's <laughs> our campaign, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's my kind of, like, trend alert for the summer. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You have a podcast about early aughts culture, and who yes. is more of a you know patron saint of the early aughts than Paris Hilton? And kind of to blame for uh, most of the things currently wrong with our society. <laughs> Absolutely, but I don't think she was thinking about that at the at the time. No. I think she was truly being an icon by being herself in all totality. Like she's, I'm doing anything and everything that's going to make sure that I'm at the top and that people are going to be talking about me and people are going to know I'm going to have like an empire. So she did the damn thing. Was she, your entryway into her the simple life? Yes. Yes. Did you, and did wa- you love? I did. I really, really, it's annoying like on paper. It's like these rich girls have to do normal people things and mm-hmm. be with the pores. That's gross. But they were funny and, they and had, like really charming. They were, they were, and they understood the assignment. And they weren't, like, rude about it. And they're like, listen, this is going to be for everybody. And they were very much themselves, but also 
hilarious. So we can't be mad at that. We just, we can't. And I, I didn't grow up watching it, but like The Simple Life really was like a product of like reality TV at that mm-hmm. time. And you were saying like on paper, this is really gross, but like when it came out, like no one was thinking about like classism or thinking no. about like wh- whiteness, white women, like in the way that we talk about them now. And like, I think that there is a world where in like something like The Simple Life could exist in, you know, the 2020s, but like not in the way that they were doing it, you know, it would have to be no. some kind of commentary hmm. or something. I don't I think either people, it, for it to have worked when it did, pe- they had a, a type of self-awareness that allowed them to do the bullshit that they did. But mm. also they're like, I'm not going to be like out of, out of control, like a Chet Hanks or whatever like that. No. But if we do it now, people are too woke. So mm. either they're too woke or they're, there's no self-awareness and They'd there's no middle. They'd be processing the whole time. And it won't, And you could just tell when things are curated and not like, it doesn't just roll off their tongue. No, you know? because Paris and Nicole were very much willing to, um, they were in on the joke. They yes. were willing to be the joke. Yes. They definitely were willing to laugh at themselves. Which is they look very stupid in a lot of the show. Absolutely. And they, like, I think that Paris and Nicole's self-awareness actually evaded a lot of people. Like, I, a lot of people thought that they were genuinely dumb. And, like, even, like, um, <laughs> like I remember, like, I, I was, I can't remember what clip I was watching, but, like, People, you know what I mean? Like, yes. because they weren't that. I mean, I think that, you know, they're both probably a little dumb. But, like, I think that when they watch watching this back, they didn't realize that it's, like, a full character. I and think like, Paris kind of did because I feel like in recent years she has talked more about how she was playing a character. Although maybe that's, like, a bit of retconning. I yeah, a, no, that's that's her publicist telling sure. you that. Yeah. Like, that, that's her whole team. Being like, no, 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 no. They, it was a bit. It was a bit. Like, nobody knew about bits back then. I, I also think it does help that in the when the first season came out, they were not extremely famous. No. Like, no. they were, you know, obviously these very privileged women going into this situation. But mm-hmm. it's not like if I worked on a farm today and they sent, I don't know, who is the... Like Addison Ray, yeah, and I was like, I just saw you on TikTok, and well, now you're at my farm. It wasn't so. Here's the obviously Paris is like the primordial influencer, but like I actually feel like she was more of a. I think that what she was famous for right before the Simple Life was a lot of like New York socialite mm-hmm. stuff, like Kelly Ben Simone mm-hmm. era. Like who else was like a New York socialite type? In because like New York socialites, I just think of early Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because New York socialites that was like an era that doesn't really exist. It was as Tinsley, much Tinsley Mortimer yes, was Tinsley actually Mortimer was a socialite at that yeah. time. Yeah. But like people don't write about socialites the way they used to like no socialites more. in New York used to be these kind of like nano influencer types that everyone knew about at least at the metropolitan level yeah. but they were not like famous nationally no I think what blew Paris up was she did a photo shoot with Derek LaChapelle mm-hmm. um, in her grandma's house yeah and it, it was I mean the clothes non-existent yeah the makeup her tits were out a mess yeah. Hair, I mean tracks showing. Like she, it was. Oh it, my god, the, <laughs> the, the, the hair extensions bad. of that time. Bad. Oh my god, PC, bad, bad, is, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, incredibly but, clocky. But 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 I love that because yeah. it was they were like we are not perfect. We don't want to be perfect. The eyeliner eyeliner is going to be smudged. Mm-hmm. I mean the dye job not that good. The artifice know? was the point. Mm-hmm. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, spoiled princess like low rise brat style aesthetic is now like that. It's, it is like fully the aesthetic. You know, it is. But you're also looking at them like, come on, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't. It's it's they're not they're not owning it. Yeah, it looks like a costume. 
But like yeah. then it actually felt like a vibe, mm. a mood. Like, oh, we're we're gonna walk we're gonna rock this all day. This is not just for a particular party. This is the look for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Early aughts mid-drift culture was like a full moment. Like every single celebrity at the time had like the little like inch and a half of like, you know, mid-drift showing. Mid-drift. Like we're doing belly button rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that time, people could actually have like hips, like wide hips. Yeah. And like the stomachs just looked real. I just felt like I was so close to being one of those girls, even though we're not in the same like class or mm. uh, socioeconomic status or whatever. I felt like I could dress like Paris and Nicole and almost be like two steps away from being them. Paris and Nicole were wearing like Juicy Couture, which like yeah. you could go to the mall and buy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And were they wearing Abercrombie and Fitch? Pro- they I were mean, at least probably, doing probably. ads for them. Yeah. Oh my god. Um I uh so you were talking about how like you were drawn to the aesthetic when you first started watching. Is there anything else about Simple Life or just Paris Hilton in general that you were like drawn to or you remember kind of connecting with? Well, it was the, it was also like the friendship too because yeah. it was like Paris by herself, you're like Paris is the bitch, but mm-hmm. Paris next to Nicole Oh, actually, she's not really a bitch, you know. Mm, they yeah, bring out each other they out. bring out like a, a really good sides of each other. They do, like Sill and Bill, the like Sun mm-hmm. song, and those are my favorite moments of the show when they were like teaming up, and you know they were. It was like them on one side and the world on the other. It was, and it was just like that. You can see that in any type of like friendship. Uh, vibe you know like there's always the one that's more alpha and then there's the other one that's like okay I kind of do whatever you want me to do mm-hmm. and I, I even though at that time I didn't have like a best friend like Paris I kind of went into college like hoping that I would find mm. my Paris did you no I was <laughs> a floater I was uh, one of those people that just couldn't stick to one group I guess I always wondered with Paris and Nicole and you know their their feud is a huge part of the legacy of their friendship was how much of it was real and how much of it was like they cast Paris and they were like do you have a friend who would work for this and she picked Nicole and then no, 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 they no, kind of no. manufactured oh, no, this she, friendship no she had another there was um what's the herstory Nicole was in first pick she was no. in first pick honey Kimberly Stewart Kimberly oh, Stewart. Rod Stewart's yes, daughter. Kimberly Stewart. That's Rod she, Stewart's daughter. That, yeah, she really. Oh, I do she, kind of remember Kimberly this. Stewart. She was supposed to be with Kimberly Stewart, and she also asked other people, and they were like, "No, thank you." And finally, it was like, "Okay, I guess I'll do Nicole." And yeah. Nicole was the mood at that time, and it was she like, was. "Yeah, she was just like this badass, like." Yeah, I'm not really doing my hair. I'm not the skinniest. Mm-hmm. Well, she was definitely the more active of them because she was the one who always got them into the trouble. Yes. Mm. And then Paris was just like a little par- more parasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passively. Um, lazy even. Like she kind of had a lazy character. Yeah, one of my favorite moments of the first season is they go out to a bar and they, they each find like a boy to make out with. And like the boys are probably underage and it's probably <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> And, and, and Nicole is making out with this boy, and she like comes up for air and goes, "You smell like onions." Oh, <laughs> it's so good. But... Do you have like a favorite scene from early Simple Life seasons or favorite like shticks? When they were at Sonic's, when they oh uh, I... salty anal yes. burgers, <laughs> salty anal burgers. Wait, give me the context. They they um had to like put they had to do the sign, sign. um and they wrote salty <laughs> anal burgers. And I just was like, first of all, Sonic is like supposed to be like a home. Home, like family, yeah, uh, restaurant or whatever. Drive. We always went growing and, up. Yeah, and 
th- for them to put that on there at that time was such a big deal. Because mm-hmm. it's like, who's first of all, who's talking about anal? No one even saying no one. anal. No one's saying anal. They're like, yeah. but. Yeah. Or maybe even ass. But, I mean, they really did not give a damn. And <laughs> No just, one was saying anal no at the time. No one was saying anal at that time. <laughs> and they said it. They, they wrote it. They anal, wrote it. Basically. They, pretty much. They yeah. CEO, CEOs of anal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really just enjoyed watching them work there and then being so bad. Like, they were so bad. Like, with the putting the french fries and everything. It was just like, get them out of here. They should not be working. No, uh, and they weren't. Um, although, <laughs> although they weren't. Although, I mean, the thing the thing with Paris is, like, everyone always said she's famous for, for being famous. She doesn't have a job. Um, but she is, she does have this huge empire that when The Simple Life came out, she very intentionally built. She was doing movies. She was in that movie House of Wax. Oh, um, my God. And that movie, that sex tape. Oh, um, yes. yeah. Not like, that's the realty. Yeah, when we paint the kind of, like, timeline yeah. of Paris, it was New York socialite after mm-hmm. being a Hilton, La Chapelle photos, and then I think sex tape. Sex tape yeah. was before Simple And then yeah. Simple Life. I mean, the sex tape was leaked. She didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. It is literally sexual assault, and she talks about it being, like, very traumatic Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the move. And at, at that time, like, you know, sex tapes were, there was a little train of mm-hmm. them it, coming it out. it preceded Kim's, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Paris preceded Kim. Paris is the reason we have Kim, because Kim yeah. was her, her bestie. Yeah. She organized her closets. Yeah. Uh, which Kim... We have to shout her out for the long game. She really yeah. knew. Yeah. She's ve- Kim is very L.A. She's like, mm. I know how to social climb. I know how to be in the right crowds yes. and circles or whatever. She does. And I'm going to move. I'm going to be moving my pieces so that when I get to where I need to go, I won't need them anymore. She's playing 4D chess. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. a Kardashian fan? No. I am not a Kardashian fan. But I, you, you do have to give them... Their props because yeah. when people say, "Oh, they don't do anything," that's a fucking lie. Yeah, like yeah. how could you say that someone's not do- like? How could you say that Paris Hilton is famous for being famous? Like that is actually work. It's an empire. I would love to see you try to be famous for a fucking day. Yeah, yeah because it- there are plenty of people who get, you know, who who get the spotlight for a mm-hmm. second and don't do anything with it. Nope. And these are all people who the spotlight was turned on them, and they grabbed onto it and held it there and have been holding it there for decades. They have point. not let up at all. They have not really even taken any breaks. Maybe Paris, but the Kardashian clan has not taken taken a break. There no. has not been a year where they're off. They Always are on, no. It's on, a bus on, on. club, another club, another yes. club, yeah. no sleep. Yeah. Um, Many different extensions of the brand. Yes, I mean, which Paris also did. I think she, in addition to movies, she had fragrances. She had a music career, which is is iconic. Stars, stars is blind is one of those songs that you're like, this is not good. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. I and disagree. Yet, I think it's great. It was. I think it was ahead of its time. Because no. Yes. I, I think. I'm going to need Phoebe to play this. <laughs> it's not good. It's bad. I, it's so here's, good. Here's what I think. I, okay. I think that the, the production value was very celebrity wants to be a singer algorithm music. I will agree with you on the taste level being kind of um, synthetic mm-hmm. and therefore like not up to the quality level maybe of a, some music that was coming out at that time. However, that synthetic you know, quality I think has – appreciated in value in the 2020s because we all now want to listen to synthy 
pop songs like the. It was ahead of its time. Nothing in this world is a fucking bop. And it's. I, I think I That's agree. what we're gonna say on the pod? I yes. agree. Okay. I, I unfortunately agree. But I, I, I also agree. <laughs> Why unfortunately stand in your truth? Yes. I, yes here's what please. because I kind of agree with you too, Sydney. I think I think that there it definitely is kind of a I mean it's it's full auto-tune. Yes. It is Cynthia and generic. It, wait, hold on, it's auto-tune and it's still bad. It's it's I, still like if you're doing studio voice <laughs> and the studio voice is still like, damn, y'all need to turn it up a little bit more because oh I can still the it faggots, still sounds off. The faggots listening to this pot are like, how <laughs> damn! But she was working. Flat with, me. She Flat was me. working with the right producers. Yes, I she think was. She was. I think she was not aware at the time of why what she was making was good. I think at the time, like it was jokey. It was a cash Let's grab. Just do it. But it yeah, has, the music video. Yeah. But it, but yeah. it was an investment that has appreciated in value. Same thing with Lindsay doing rumors. Like that is a song that was like kind of bad, and now no, no, like, no, 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 rumors, rumors has been it. Rumors, bossy, daughter to father, confessions, daughter to father. Come on, Brand. Her wig and daughter to father is that whole album is incredible. Who cares about the wig? It's about the music. That album with the music, Fran. The album cover where it's like her back and it's something written on it. So good. Confessions. Lindsay. Confessions are broken heart. Um, No, wait. And I also want to say the thing about like, um, like being a celebrity and staying on people's necks or whatever. Uh Like you could just tell the difference between somebody like a Kardashian and a Lindsay Lohan. Like. Mama had to take a couple of breaks. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not easy to like stay in the limelight and then not have like some type of addiction yeah. or just you know yeah. then you got to go to Dubai and allegedly like you know <laughs> try to kidnap some children. Yeah. yeah, like I don't. Or in the case of Paris Hilton, you briefly support Donald Trump. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. It's like oh, I guess I'll disappear for a year and you know like Truly. it does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and Lilo did that too. Yeah. So uh, the fact that the Kardashians was doing something every freaking year every, for what mm-hmm. like twenty years, yes, and they really like just threw a bunch of things at the wall mm-hmm. to see what stuck. Like they had a credit card at one point. They did. Yeah. They had they had makeup lines well before Kylie Cosmetics or KKW Cosmetics, which does not exist anymore. It's only Skims. And also, Wait. this is a this what? is a podcast in which we support Skims. Skims. We are we are ride I, or die. I'm I wearing do. a Skims bra right now. You I wear do. Skims. I do. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. But I'm just saying, like, are you going to go to a celebrity for a skincare line? Are you going to no, go no, to a no. celebrity for shoes? Except our girl Jessica Simpson. That's a sturdy-ass fucking <laughs> Jessica shoe. Simpson, say <laughs> her Jessica name. Simpson, listen. Who it, recently bought back her company. She did? She did? Yeah, uh, she bought back full stake in her company. Wait, was she, was she she's a Payless? She is a billionaire. Billionaire. Wait, she is? Yes! They sell them at, like, um, DSW, it's Nordstrom everywhere. Rack. She's it's everywhere. Rack God, stuff. do you remember when Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey were literally the two most famous people on the planet? Okay, yeah. okay. and around that time, the same, like, the simple life. Like, yes. The re- yeah. reality shows actually had so much stock in people's, like, homes. Like, People would watch and literally be like, no, this is the thing to watch. Like, I don't want to see anything scripted. I want to see shit played down, it played out in people's homes. Mm-hmm. And, I and it was know, much realer than reality so TV real. is today because they didn't understand how to fake it yet. No. Like, the Kardashians, I've been watching their new show. And it's, it's bad. like— I, I, I mean, I think it's good. I, oh, I still no. enjoy it. I but it's, it's, it's very it's obvious that, Rose. like, everything they do, everything that happens, they are in control. They are the executive producers. They're probably, yeah, like, running the cameras. Come on, Beyonce. You know? That's getting, a Beyonce but, move. Yeah, Beyonce said, if, but, I can't, if I can't control every, I don't want it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. But in the days of the simple life and newlyweds and, like, the surreal life, uh, all that shit— Gorge. They they didn't know how to not let the cameras see things that they didn't want them to see. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. if there was a reemergence of Jessica Simpson right now, that would be amazing. Well, there was actually. She went viral recently because she was doing um, a sponsored video for an allergy medication, and it was really <laughs> weird. Queen. <laughs> no, no, no. I, it was like, babe, do you need, do you need the money? This doesn't even does align. This doesn't even money, align no. with your brand. That's why it was off. That yeah. it was an ad that was like, this is not yeah. even something that you do. You have allergies. I do. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> well, Jessica. Jessica. No, I have no, really bad allergies. No, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> That's actually been the best part about moving to LA is that my allergies are not as bad anymore. Jessica Simpson is kind of giving Rihanna and that she completely abandoned music to yeah. be a, a mogul. Well, Why not? Why not do it? We, we don't deserve. I'm, I'm going to sit here right now as a culture. We don't deserve anything that like the real musicians are putting out we don't because everything mm-hmm. we do we take it we want it in 60 second bites so that we can do these stupid ass fucking dances it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. we don't respect we don't respect the craft I mean everything like look at the generation now yeah. they're so bored yeah. they're so what else what else and e- e- anything that is trending you're like this 
yeah. is fucking trending? Yeah. How dare you? And it's all Paris Hilton's fault. She created <gasps> all of it. Well, bring that's it what back, I was gonna say. Like, I don't, I don't feel like Paris is kind of like making a comeback per se, but like reemergence as a DJ and with her documentary and all this stuff, like, has me kind of interested in like what people want now. And I think between Jessica Simpson, honestly, and Paris, and like blonde bimbos of like the early aughts, like there's something about that that's much more valuable now because. When The Simple Life came out, we, as a culture, fundamentally didn't understand that, like, you can be into things that are, like, flamboyantly girly mm-hmm. and also be an intellect. And now, in the 2020s, that's, like, a fierce ideal of, like, a lot of, like, the ways we talk about women or talk about celebrities. And so, you know, Paris trying to kind of rebrand herself as a shrewd businesswoman. Not to say that she isn't, but, like, that is how she's pivoting a little bit. Well, I mean, she's older now. Yeah. So she wants to, like, remain, like, hey, I'm not going to be Mariah Carey, which we love Mariah. We love but Mariah. Mar- Mariah wants to stay at a certain age. So does right? Madonna. So does Madonna. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Paris is like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm getting older. Like, I know, like, the voice that I was doing before, you know, we're, we're going to change it a little bit. I also I'm getting think, married. I'm doing, the, I'm doing something different. Yeah, I think part of it is also, like, about legacy and yeah. her wanting to say, all of these things that exist now, I had a hand in creating them. And don't forget that. She's trying to reintroduce herself not only to us, who were aware of it the first time around, but this generation who don't even understand that, you know, like, she invented the selfie. Yeah. yeah. She's a, she's like, I am a trendsetter. You know, if you ever wear a velour sweatsuit, bitch, hello. It's because it's me. you owe me a check. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Like, Juicy, Juicy Couture wouldn't even have been able to thrive back then if it no, wasn't no. for her um, or Jessica Simpson or just like Lindsay Lohan, all of those yeah. celebrities at the time. In my high school yearbook for senior superlatives, I was best dressed or I was most fashionable. And in the photo, I wore a Juicy Couture tracksuit. Oh, man. Of and course that is, you did. Of course you did. That and, is so upsetting. And do you know, like, to have that on, you're automatically cool. Like, yeah. people people know that, like, oh, you have money because this is like $100. For some reason. For just one, just the top. Yeah, just yeah. the top. I had, a, I had a lot of times where it was like a Mitch and match. Like, I would have, I would be able to have the hoodie, but then it would be velour, and then the sweats would be terry cloth because that was on sale mm-hmm. from Shopbop. Like, it, you know, I, I, I was I wasn't like all of the other girls, but I knew what was going on at that time, and yeah. I was very appreciative of the movement. You know? Did either of you get a senior superlative in high school? No. I got biggest personality, which between best dress <laughs> so and that, biggest so personality, those are, they're just euphemisms <laughs> yeah. for faggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you could have gotten one, what would you have wanted it to be? Uh, it would be, what's that, most popular? Yeah, yeah. I was I was very popular in high school. Of course, you were. I was popular in the sense that everybody knew me, and I was in little groups here and there. I wasn't cool. Were you funny though? I mean, cause I wasn't you, cool. But did you make everyone laugh? Were you like was it was a giving class clown? Sure people were talking about me. Mm. I wouldn't say I that's don't what know you if want. I was a class clown. I was most popular because people. There was either somebody wanted to fight me, or I was like a teacher's pet. I was in like every extracurriculum activity. I wasn't a nerd though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't. A ner- I wasn't getting straight A's. They were like, "You're kind of dumb," but like you're doing all this <laughs> stuff. But can you read? You know, like stuff like that. But I mean, I was the most popular in terms of like every group knew who the fuck I was. Mm, I know that. That's I, when I, that silent power. Mm-hmm. You know, moving in the shadows. That I I think that's where the real power is. That's. I mean, is that. What you want in the future? Yeah. I think yeah. those were the true, like, when I was well, growing up. Well, it's kind up, of what I have now. 
And actually, no, I want to be more in the spotlight. <laughs> when I was growing up, those were definitely the popular. The, the popular kids that I idolized were the ones that had that quiet, cool, usually extremely funny sensibility. That, Who's like, that girl? Who is that girl? Yeah, they were like the theater kids, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to zip back to the voice thing. I want to know y'all's honest take on like this thing that they're trying to establish in the documentary, which is that the voice that she's been doing on camera this whole time is fake, a la, you know, Elizabeth Holmes. And like, she really is like a cool, like the documentary was very like, she's a normal girl. Look, her voice is slightly lower. She like eats takeout and like, um, you know, enjoys leftovers. Like I, I didn't, I don't know. I had a hard time kind of buying what they were trying to say. I believe it. No, all the girls, all the girls in the early aughts had that voice. Yes, Brittany, Jessica. It was the voice. It was the thing that you like. It's kind of annoying, but like, yeah, like you know. And it's a thing that girls are still doing on TikTok today. Have you ever heard Britney's real singing voice? There's like a a concert clip of her one time being like, "This is my real singing voice," and she sounds like totally different or something like that. No, I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) I, I I I do think yeah, maybe it was more like a manufacturing of like the celebrity celebrities at the time it or was, you have to have a baby voice I, you don't understand I, I'll never be as pressed as I was about celebrities then for now like now I don't care because yeah, yeah. it's too annoying It's I know too much yeah. no, we were, we were so obsessed we, we wanted to know yeah. so much like I mean this was the time of Perez Hilton mm-hmm. and oh no they didn't and like yeah. this I mean this was the time where as a photographer you could get hundreds of thousands of dollars for a photo of one of these girls. Well, they said that they, they're still making good money now. Yeah. They're still doing good money with the with the photos. But it's just like, it's more gross now. Yeah, yeah. things like Dumois or like... Um, well, I, no, yeah, because now everyone room, has a camera. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's just become democratized. Yes. Yeah, and I think in, in the wake of the Free Britney movement, we, uh, not everyone, but a lot of us have like a slightly more nuanced perspective on well, we paparazzi culture. We watched the documentary. And yeah. we were like, oh, they were so bad. Even though it's like, yeah, yeah people are getting in, like, Princess Diana, fucking car crash. Dead. We, we like, never, we, get, we never learn. We don't. We, we don't. never learn. We don't want it's, to. People are still going anon, please, and Demois <laughs> DMs. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that honestly, what I was trying to get at with like the the Paris voice thing is is in part because like I feel like you know to be a celebrity, you do have a performance self, and I don't know if that necessarily is any less you. You know what I mean? Like I feel like um, I. When when I was watching the doc, I I felt like I, I believe that she's like a, an amazing businesswoman and that she has this empire and that you know her voice is really like this or whatever. But there was nothing from the documentary, maybe because it's like so. I think it's a little shallow. Like it didn't really go anywhere where I wanted it to. <laughs> but I felt like um, there was nothing in the doc to kind of prove to me that she was like this sole savant genius behind a multi-million but dollar brand. I don't, but, I don't um, think so. The whole performance of it, though, like, don't we all do a version of that? And isn't that just kind of what that that documentary was proving? Is that, like, she was at least just being a heightened version of herself that she knew would make her money and also was maybe kind of, like, based on some trauma she had. And, mm-hmm. like, we all perform versions of ourselves online that are, like, not always... A hundred percent authentic to who we are, at least not all the time. I think that's my problem. Mm. My problem is that I'm too transparent and I'm I'm too like 
consistent all the way. You, are, and you, lay, you lay it all out. I yeah. And I, I'm, I need to work on That's why I need a fucking team. That's, that's why these <laughs> yeah. people are, are thriving because they have like a whole circle of people to be like, this is, this is, this is your brand. This is the marketing. This is the, this is the um, angle. This is all the things that we're going to do to make sure that you get to where you need to go and you have all these different branches. It does sound really nice, but don't you think there's um, – I guess for me, there's a fear in that barrier between me and the audience. Something will be missed that, like, the people are going to like. Like, I understand that whatever minor platform of people who are interested in me exists is because for most of the time that I've been on the internet, I have been, like, completely unfiltered and said everything I think. And in recent years, I've, like, gotten more aware of censoring myself a little bit. Well, because you get in the numbers, you got like yeah. you're getting more people are seeing you more, yeah. hearing you more, your tweets like I, we have to be more present in that cuz anything can happen. Anybody could pull up some shit and you're like, oh, "Okay, I have no job now." So, it's different. It's different like the unfiltredness t- 15, 20 years ago couldn't get you in trouble yeah. and now well it can, it can now still get really, you in trouble now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 20 years later it can. I feel like, you know, I I mean, I definitely have like a performance self. I think that that is. It's still... always hot. Yeah. Oh, it's oh my god. Always it is. Oh my god. Stop. It's ne- it's but... never sad. It's always hot. It's always hot. Yeah. yeah. I should I should pivot more to like sad hot no, girl Nicole. Stop Kidman. it. We have to stop. Like I love people being like honest, but then it's like, so what do you have for the people in your real life? Yeah. Like yeah. what? Th- and that's that's what I have to work on. Is and that's it's what I love. Some of yourself. That's what I love about the Kardashians and. I don't. I can't believe I said that. But like those type of celebrities, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, this is that thing yeah. that I'm putting out there. And then when people meet them in real life, it's something else. Like it should be that. It should. Yeah, I think part of the reason I was kind of allergic to the the Paris voice thing is just that the whole her kind of whole claim was like, this is not me. And the documentary is called This Is Paris. It's like <laughs> this is the real me and this is the fake me. And I was like, it's all you. But then bitch. she's like, but then she's leaned back into it because she did the the cooking show mm-hmm, where she was like doing character. doing the baby voice again. And I think at, at the very least, she's like having fun with it again. Yeah, um, she has and that's, to, and that's kind of all we want because. Those are like those are the reasons why we like her. Like all the trappings of Paris, like she looms so large in the cultural consciousness that it's just smart business to yeah. play into it. Like it's why I'm sure she, you know, allowed herself to be part of like something like the Bling Ring, yeah. where they, you know, because names were changed for yeah. for people in that, but they talked about breaking into Paris's house. Yeah. And I'm sure someone had to call her and, and yeah. make sure that was okay. And she <laughs> yeah. clearly said yes. And I love the bling ring. Wait, no. What was the bling ring? The bling ring is a Sofia Coppola movie based on something that really happened where this group of teenagers were breaking into all these famous people's houses and stealing their stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was, no. it's, it's, um, How did I mean, I, miss I don't that? think the movie is very good, but the <gasps> story is amazing. I think the movie's great. Okay. Emma, it's Emma Watson and her actually. Mm, mm. uh, but you, you know, you know you are, that's also a brand of things like, especially in the early aughts, bad but good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's bad, yeah. but it's still okay. Like, we love it, yeah. you know? So I think now everything has to be fucking good. Everything yeah. has to be so genius. It has yeah. to have an. It has to have a mess. It's just, 
It's too much. Yeah. I'm, I miss the like good old days where you could just. So bad. Just so bad. It's good. It should be yeah. stupid. I think that's kind idiot of. Idiot culture. Yeah. Idiot culture. Actually, Paris is OG idiot culture. The simple, is. The simple so life, life is, is in, idiot culture. In on the joke. Yeah. Like not, I don't say that in a pejorative way. Like no. she's in on the joke. And I think that. Uh, it's honestly, absurdism. That's kind of also like my point earlier about like flamboyant femininity is like, I mean. Bimbo culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or also like. Look at like Z Way or like or like something like a the reason a movie like Legally Blonde is successful is you have like that dichotomy of someone who's like shrewd and incisive and intellectual, but also just like I dress like a Barbie. Well, that's yeah, no, why Paris no. is trying to rebrand herself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows, and trying, she sees the value. Yes, yeah. she is. But like, let's be honest, Z Way, you know, she is a woman that is. And tr- truly so smart. Yeah. And she has the background and she like went to school for all of this. Yeah. Like it's just different. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. I yeah. think blondes can actually be idiots and then make an empire off of it and uh-huh. you like still value them. But yeah. brown girls, like, we really do yeah. have to have an education. Oh, and yeah. we can't just pull off a show like Z Ways without being the pure like genius that she is. Yeah, I would oh, love absolutely. to see Z Way interview Paris. Paris? Well, that Paris would be, is a huge, she would be an iconic guest. <laughs> Paris is a huge influence of yeah. hers, as well as Stacey Dash. Stacey, Stacey Dash, Dash, thank you. She, she, she. I know she's reached I out to actually, Stacey Dash. Actually, I'm I would sh- love to see the. Well, because isn't Stacey Dash a Republican? Uh, Girl, not just yeah. a Republican. No, no, she's no, just she's like so, the worst of the worst. Like what's so far? In. She was, was she Trump, at the, was she, she was at the Capitol on, she, no, on January sixth. No, she was a 6th? Trump aide. Oh my God. For a while. She worked at the White House, like in an in basically fake oh no. job that was Dion, like exposed. Dion was at the world. insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when you when you don't I feel like everybody who was really big in the early two thousands, they feel lost now. They're like, yeah. what can I do to push the needle and be talked about and be relevant and get in? And Stacey Dash was literally like, Republican. This, yeah. Like I'm already beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've already done the movies. Yeah, I'm. I'm not singing. What What the fuck am I gonna do? Yeah, Republican. Yeah, I'm gonna be hand in hand with Trump. Like that's the only way we would pay her mind. Yeah, truthfully, whack. Yeah, and it, it did. It put her. I would n- yeah. have never have thought about her if it weren't for yeah. that cultural you, moment. You have to have like a crazy spiraling moment for people to be like, "What?" Which huh? makes me wonder about. I, I mean, I wonder if there's a connection to like. Paris briefly supporting Trump. Like I, I have no, I have no doubt that Paris is like kind of a good person, but like she definitely has some like evil things circulating her because she grew up in a wealthy white family. Yeah, well, I think at the time, what she said about it is that Trump was, like, a family friend. So yes! Of, of course, course she voted for Be- him. Before Trump was the a president, he friend. was like, people were fans of him. Yeah. Yeah. We have to really get down to the nitty-gritty is that he only became an evil guy when he became the president. We all they, He was like everything you wanted on TV. And now you're like... That's in the fucking White House. That's the person who's controlling yeah. the government. Fuck out of here. And like, he was part of the same part, like time and reality TV culture that Paris was. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Me. Focus, focus. 
Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Do you remember Paris's other reality show? It was the one where you were auditioning to be her new best friend. Which is like, oh my god, uh, that's so nasty. It was kind of nasty Uh, because because Paris basically dumped Nicole Richie. Yeah, and it was basically it was well they were fighting. It was a big fight, a huge feud. I didn't know about this. Will you give me the top line of like how it went down? Or well, for for me, I don't know the specifics, but I could tell that Nicole was going through it. Like she had, Mm. she was battling like eating disorder and Mm. like drugs and. I mean, being on something like Simple Life and being somebody's, you know, sidekick, that fucks with that fucks with everything. Yeah. And to know that she was not the first pick. No, yeah, she, she was knew not that. the first pick. So I, I think all that, which I'm sure, started to build up too. Yeah, it was also just the era of the girls are fighting. The yeah. girls are fighting. The girls yeah. were always fighting. Mm-hmm. There was only mm-hmm. it just felt like there was a, a limited amount of psychic space that these women could take up, and they were clawing and scratching each other for every inch of it they could get and all of us watching were just encouraging it because it was entertaining to watch and I think the Paris and Nicole thing I don't even really think there's like a a, a real inciting incident mm-hmm. outside of you know one person said something kind of bitchy about the other one in the press and then the other one retaliated and it snowballed from there yeah but mm. also again like you know, being in the public eye is very stressful. So mm. I would never want to be that famous. I don't. No, I don't know ever. if I want that. I don't. I'm. I see how hard I am right now. Just regular Degla. I couldn't imagine like you know some paparazzi paparazzi getting me from a bad angle, and then mm. I'm like, it's everywhere. It's going yeah. viral. You yeah. know. Oh, At God. least now, as a you know just a humble stand up comedian, a photographer takes a bad angle of me on stage. They blocked, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> untacked. Yeah. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be curious to know like what the future of Paris looks like because she's kind of projecting like what she is going to be 
now with the DJ stuff and with this documentary. But like, I'm curious. And her what, TV show about her getting married. Yes, and the marriage, the, the wedding Boring. in general, which I didn't watch. A, yeah, Boring. I didn't watch it either. Well, it's on like Peacock or something that nobody has. No, we love. I mean, just just kidding. We love Peacock. Oh, are you a Peacock girl? <laughs> yeah, there's some friends that got stuff on there. I, I mean, I'm like, I have it. Well, actually, I'm using somebody else's. <laughs> Yeah. I still support. I support. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the wedding, boring. Like, yeah. we got to do more. But Nicole like, was there. And that those moments for touching. me, that's whenever touching. they yeah. reunite, yeah, I get so happy that's because it, I it. do, I did love their friendship so much. Yeah. And, and just like, them. just like you, I wanted, um, I'm more of a Nicole. I oh, wanted, mm-hmm. I, I also wanted a Paris yeah. for Nicole. I'm definitely a Paris, unfortunately. We are Paris and Nicole. You think? And I love, I, this energy has been <laughs> top of the line. I mean, because no one's that bad or good, you know? Yeah, you guys yeah, just yeah. ping pong off of each other and it's, yeah. it's feeling good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will be braced for the next problematic thing maybe that Paris Hilton she'll, says. She'll definitely do it yeah. at some point. What do you it, think she'll do? I don't know. I, I honestly was a little... I'm not trying to honestly... I'm not trying to, like, demonize or anything like, or problematize come on, come on, Paris Hilton for no reason. Here. But I just think that, like, watching the documentary, which I did, like, a few, like, a few days ago, like, I, I was, like, kind of baffled by... A, a lot of awareness around this, like, whole rebrand thing, but still a lack of awareness around, like, her wealth and her class and, like, her place in the world. And, like, even in the documentary, she was wearing, like, an NYPD hat. Like, I was just... Yeah, like, so, no, no I accountability. Was, like, I was like, who... I don't necessarily even care, unfortunately, about accountability from Paris Hilton. Like We don't what, need sure. it. It doesn't I, matter. I would like to... I think that there is something interesting in... You know, I say this on the pod all the time, but I'm interested in like white people investigating whiteness. And I think that I don't think that's something Paris was aware of, but like it's something that's interesting about her and like the privilege that she has. She like, will never. No, it's not going. No. It's not going to no, happen. It's not the brand because it, it would just be so awkward. Yeah. And we honestly don't want to hear it. Like, no. There's just some people you we don't need that perspective and they know they're, they stay in their lane. And that's why I have to that's why I have to give it to her that she has not come out. And try to be one of those people to yeah. jump on the bandwagon. I said, <laughs> yeah. if I ever saw Paris Hilton with a Black Lives Matter anything, <laughs> I would be fucking furious. <laughs> like, what's going on? I would want to snatch that shit right off or whatever. Yeah. Little, if she had a little pin or something. No. Absolutely not. It's funny how much we resent celebrities for trying, and yet, like, culturally, we demand accountability from people that do that are wrongdoing. But I totally agree with you. It's no. Kind of, it's kind no. of like when I said I don't care about accountability. Like, I, I don't care if it's, like, right or wrong. But, like, I really am. It's, like, I don't want to watch you suffer through. It's kind of like how I felt watching, like, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or, like, uh, of Beverly Hills, like, trying to ta- have conversations about race. It's, like, I actually, I, I don't need this from you. You well, know what I mean? We're, we're here for the shits. Yes. We're here for the drama. Yeah. But, like, when you, there's, like, race relations in reality shows, it's, like, okay, this feels too much like what's actually going yeah, on no, in the world. And this, that's not we what we're We want the escapism. Here. Like, yeah. Paris Hilton is escapism. We yeah. want to be stars are blind on the beach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just vibes, head yeah. empty. And, you yeah. know, when I said earlier, like, a simple life could uh, exist today, I think I said that maybe very um, aspirationally. Like, I kind yeah. of wish that we could produce something that is It'll never happen. that stupid or <laughs> no. unaware. You no. know what I mean? But, like, no, it, it would be so we, bogged down was, by yeah. the need to be woke. Yeah. The need to be – or the, the need for us to cancel it. Like, it's yeah. just, like, there would, there would be no conversation. Maybe there's a version of the simple life today where it's, like – 
um, some, like, liberal queers have to go <laughs> live and, like, have to go work at Fox News, like, be interns at Fox News or Breitbart. Not that's, Fox that's, News. That's the simple that life for like 2022. That's <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's like Megyn Kelly has to like go go live and like uh, uh, be part of a she polycule. Has to to, she has to go to Poppy Juice. Yeah, <laughs> that that might be funny. Yeah. <laughs> we we might gag and Wait, it might be good. Who is like the Paris Hilton of our time? I mean, that's like a kind of rudimentary thing to say. But if there's a is there a Paris Hilton of our know. generation? Emily Mariko. Who's like a, a wealthy kind of privilege? Who's famous for being wealthy? Lily Rose Depp. Um, I don't even like one of the celebrity kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the oh, oh I was gonna say Ellen. Emma. I was gonna say Kamala. Ella Emhoff. Ella Kamala. Ella Emhoff is the Paris Hilton number one. No, no, it's not. I don't think the girls got it. They yeah. don't get it. No. They, they don't have it. No. Like when we were talking, they about, think they do. We were talking about socialites in New York City. I'm talking about like Beatrice N. We're going to like the holes in the walls where you're like, oh, yeah. who is this bitch? Everybody's around them. Yeah, like. There, there's no more of that. There's, they just don't have it. They can't move the needle. They don't have the fashion. They don't have the. They don't have the the thought process. They're certainly and... trying, but they're not succeeding. So maybe it's like it's like cr- okay. Maybe the conceit of the show is like crunchy Brooklyn faggots that have to like <laughs> go to like mansions and pretend to be rich or something like that. It's I like mean, the reverse. They do do it's that. Like Beverly, yeah, it's they the, they um, already do that. What are you talking about? It's like Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's yeah. the thing is the Beverly like Simple Life was yeah. a subversion yeah. of Beverly Hillbillies uh, and like Green Acres. That's so. Oh, okay. Coming back to the the celebrity like kids or whatever. Madonna's daughter, Lourdes, Lola, she, Lola, Lola has got, it. got but, it, but she doesn't. She doesn't quite have it on the scale that Paris no, did. No, but she has it. If she, you know, the energy, you know. The energy mm-hmm. of like socialized. She's an she's, it girl. She's got it. She is an it girl. It's not just because she's got hair underneath her arms. Like it, it, she's. It's something in her that's like I want to be the opposite of everybody and everything that's happening yeah. right now. And I think that is a part of being a socialite. Like you're not. You're not the masses. You're like no. a small. You're a small group. Yeah. So mm. she's got it. Well, I think we've got it. I think we, yeah. all three of us have got it. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could be socialites. I think we are socialites in our own ways. Socialites in that we never leave our homes and watch people on social. No, 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 no. Socialites. <laughs> this is this is the main thing. Is we don't know what the fuck you do. Yes, that is. A yeah. Do that you have a job? Is tea. No you one knows what I do. As a power you, and silence, yeah. moving in the shadows. You got, you got every look. You got every label. You're at every like yes. house and yes. event, and people are like <laughs> taking pictures of you. Who is this bitch? That's so accurate. Yeah. Literally, ne- no one I have ever met has been able to accurately identify what I do <laughs> ever. And 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 we love that, and you yeah. have to keep it that way. And if you get a job, we <laughs> will hate way. you. Yeah. It's, yes. It will oh my suck. god. Yeah, dead in the if water. If I see a deadline with you, like, <laughs> in, in some yeah. fucking like, series, if I, see yeah. you in, regular, if I see you in Variety, it's on oh, site. We'll uh, take you down. <laughs> we'll take you down, friend. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. funny. Oh, my God. You can follow our Instagram at likeavirgin42069 for updates on future episodes and, you know, tag us in what you think we should talk about next. Or you can slide into our DMs because we do check them. You can also tweet. You can leave a suggestion as a review on Apple Podcasts. You know, a book, a show, a movie, a phenomenon. We want to hear from you. And, of course, the hotline is still open. You can call to confess at 323 Penance. 
That's 323-736-2623. I'm your co-host, Fran Torado. You can find me at FranSquishGo wherever you want on social. And I'm Rose Domu. You can find me at Rose Domu wherever. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen. Leave us a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is THE Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, sayonara, virgins. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.